Michigan State picked up more help in the secondary for their football team, thank goodness. And also, hey, we got someone else to root for in these NBA playoffs. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Spartan friends, Spartan family, Locked on Spartans listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Locked on Spartans. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked on. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on today to get started. Hope you all had a fantastic weekend. I know I did. Got to get out to the golf course a little bit. I uh, got to lose all sorts of money uh, to FanDuel uh, at the Kentucky Derby, but you know what? God, I still had a great time doing it. I, that's one of my favorite sports weekends of all time, so I hope you had a great weekend as well. We're going to kick things off here with some good news for Michigan State football. You may have seen this, you may have not, but yes, there is some extra help coming to the secondary, and it comes by way of TCU. It is! That's right, cornerback Keon Stewart. All right, he's been at TCU for four years, and after going to the college football playoff, he said, you know what? Time for the next best thing in life, and that's coming up to East Lansing to play for the Michigan State Spartans. So what are we getting with Keon Stewart out of TCU? Uh, this is a kid that, as a true freshman at TCU back in 2019, started six games as a true freshman, which is pretty impressive to do. Uh, it goes without saying in the game of football to start that quickly as a true freshman, also at the cornerback position. Um, also in 2020, this is where the career started to take maybe a, a turn uh, in a direction that he didn't really foresee coming, a uh, season-ending injury after playing in five games in that COVID season, the 2020 season. Uh, 2021, just played in three games and then redshirted because you can preserve your redshirt if you play in just three games. And then last year, during their 15-game season, he played in 13 of those games, had 14 tackles, one forced fumble. But also, um, you might remember Keon Stewart if you watch the end of the college football playoff uh, in TCU's game against Michigan, where there was a lengthy review for a targeting call that I personally think should have been called, but they didn't call it. The game was over, could have extended the game, very well could have continued Michigan's would-be game-winning drive. You know where this is going. It was Keon Stewart that had that hit. So what is his game all about? Well, you can tell with that play. Guy plays with tenacity, all right? He plays to the whistle. He's a hard hitter, but no, really. Um, he really does lay the wood. Uh, in his highlight tape that is on Twitter, um, he's got a bunch of spring practice highlights, and he does level people pretty good in that. Also, just very active with his hands in the cornerback position as well. But, uh, yeah, so, again, a solid power five cornerback. Um, he, you know, said to Brennan Moore of uh, Spartans Illustrated, I chose Michigan State because when I first talked to them, they were honest from the start. They didn't sugarcoat anything. And this is where I think that the career is going to go from here for Keon Stewart. It's probably going to be a reserve role, right? Like probably going to be on that too deep for Michigan State. But that is something that is desperately needed here. It is defensive backfield depth, all right? And he's had a career that was kind of pretty similar, if I'm not mistaken, to Chester Kimbra's career at Florida, where he did start early on in his career and then saw his starting role taken away from him, sought out greener pastures. Kimbra is obviously going on year number three here, but um, that's just what we need because right now, 
All right, in the cornerback room, before Keon Stewart joined, it would be Chuck Brantley, Marky Lowry, Caleb Cooley, a true freshman Chance Rucker, uh, Kimbra, and then Samar Melvin. All right, so those are six guys. Uh, two of them are pretty young in Chance Rucker, Caleb Coley, and then Samar Melvin, I, I don't even know if he's on scholarship, quite frankly. Uh, yeah, he's from Wisconsin. He played a little bit here and there, but this is a long way of saying that you know my thoughts on this. They're probably your thoughts because I don't see any argument around this. That is a very thin position group for a position group that's going to be under a lot of scrutiny going into this year. Uh, look, it, it's no one position group's fault for going 5-7 and seven last year. Uh, that falls on a lot of players, a lot of coaches, and a lot of position groups. But man, even during that Peach Bowl year, it wasn't all that great. So we're going to need to see a bounce back year from the secondary. And that has helped by guys like Keon Stewart. And also, you know, a safety that Michigan State picked up not too long ago from Cincinnati, Marion Smith. Again, these are guys I think are going to be in the two deep, but instead of, let's say, Lowry, okay, he has injury issues. Like Chuck Brantley, he also has injury issues. Let's say they go down, all right? It, it's nice to plug in a guy with Power 5 experience like Keon Stewart as opposed to just looking around the bench and being like, hey, you filling up the Gatorade bottles. I, you mind trying this cornerback thing because we don't have anyone else in this room. So th- th- this is something we've talked about. Every single time we talk transfer portal in the spring is just beef up on the depth in the defensive backfield. And they've done so with Armarion Stewart. Uh, I'm sorry, Armarion Smith and Keon Stewart. Uh, now that puts Michigan State at, I believe, three scholarships. We're going to use the word three-ish scholarships available for the rest of this cycle uh, because, again, they had a big, big influx of transfers come in here, roughly 15 tight ends, but I I don't know who was a preferred walk-on. I don't know who's on scholarship, and a lot of people don't. So we're going to use three-ish here, and how are they going to round out the spring transfer portal window? I I know that they're courting some wide receivers. Uh, A.J. Henning, was attached to them, uh, of course, played at Michigan. Um, he is seeking out greener pastures, but it looks to be between Michigan State and Northwestern for that. I know Iowa was a name in there as well, but right now it looks like Northwestern could be in the lead a little bit for A.J. Henning services. But, again, a, a name to keep your eye on. Uh, and then also another name, Tyler Harrell. All right, this is a guy that was on campus, I believe, a week and a half ago now at this point. But speed demon receiver. And that's what Michigan State's receiver room is missing, like a straight-line speed guy. And Tyler Harrell, look, he was a solid, solid player at Louisville. So solid that Alabama wanted him. And, well, okay, he just transferred to Alabama. Didn't play a whole lot there because of, uh, I believe it was foot or leg injuries uh, throughout his short tenure there. But... Yeah, that would just be another great spring pickup to have. So with the three scholarships open, you figure they're going to keep stabbing at receiver here, and I keep going for defensive back for all I care. Again, like every other position group seems to be pretty well stocked. I think they might try to bring on another linebacker as well, a veteran linebacker uh, per se, or God, it wouldn't be the worst thing to even have a younger guy too. I mean, get a guy with a few years on his name left. So... Defensive back, linebacker, and wide receiver is who I think they will go shopping for. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what you got there for uh, your Michigan State Keon Stewart update. Um, and in case you're living under a rock here, uh, if you even care, um, we're going to talk about it because it's pretty important around these parts. Uh, Peyton Thorne found a new home. Hope you're all sitting down for this one. 
Oh my god, he shocked the world, it's Auburn, that's crazy, what we've been saying, what everyone's been saying, uh, even before his name was even in the portal, um, look, good luck to him, I, I wish him a very healthy career down there at Auburn, they got the Iron Bowl at home this year, uh, I, and I, I've said this many a time in the last week, and I will say it at least one more time, and look, I made a reference to like this was the most obvious form of tampering, maybe of all time. Right, um, I, I, I'm just an idiot with a microphone, right? I, I should have no knowledge of the happenings elsewhere in the college football world. But even I knew he was going to Auburn before he entered his name in the portal. Uh, like, you would think you would throw the scent off a little bit by waiting maybe a week after, but whatever. No one gets punished, who cares, whatever. So I made a reference to that, like, that's the most obvious form of tampering ever, and... As as fan bases do, you get the whole like, oh, cope harder, Sparty, or you're just salty. It's like, no, I'm just I'm just in awe, just how blatant it was. Like, cause again, I, I I'm not really like losing sleep over Thorn transferring. I think, and this is what I'm gonna keep saying over and over again. I think this is a really good idea for both parties involved for Peyton Thorn. Go somewhere where there's a fresh start for you. For a fan base that is not openly rooting against you in a quarterback battle, kind of like what was happening up here, right? And, hey, for us, for the Michigan State side of things, whether it's the fan base, the players, like, it's going to be a little more patience with whoever the new quarterback is. I think having a two-man race for quarterback, I think there's actually a lot that you could take from that instead of just having a three-horse race. Because, all right, let's say Peyton Thorne wins the job. All right, well, is Caden Hauser going to get up and leave? Is it going to be a stale offense once again to start the year? Are the fans going to start booing at the first three and out of the season? I I, I think it's just the healthiest way to go for all parties involved. So there's your uh, breaking news update. Hope you're all sitting down for that one. Peyton Thorne to Auburn. Uh, we will be switching things up. We're going to go to the basketball court here in a hot second. But first, need to talk your ear off about FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. Hey, you know what? NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, MLB regular season, golf season is in full swing. And hey, if you're like me over the weekend and a lot of weekends prior to, FanDuel Racing. Let's go. Go bet on some ponies. Treat yourself. Now, FanDuel is the number one sports book in America for a great reason. And, well, here's one reason they're the greatest. It's because if you're a new customer, you get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, there is no better place to bet all the playoff action than with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Again, that is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. It's FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, and speaking of the NBA, uh, we, look, we got Spartans in the playoffs, right? It's it's very exciting. Uh, the Lakers-Warriors series is just must-see television. I, I've been enjoying that uh, series thoroughly. But there is another NBA player that we got to keep our eye on and just openly root for. And, uh, look, again, who, who am I to say how to live your life? I want everyone to be happy. Uh, root for who you want to. Love who you want to love. I Just do, do whatever makes you happy. Except for this. Everyone must be a James Harden fan now. All right? And uh, believe me, I, I, I was not a Harden fan. I was not thrilled uh, just with, you know, how he, uh, not just play. I don't have an issue with how he played, but, you know, maybe sometimes in the playoffs he would shrink. And it's like, oh, he's not him. Uh, turns out you could judge a player a lot more than just how he plays in a few playoff games. And he's uh, just been an incredible 
incredible arm of support for one of the victims of the shooting that happened at Michigan State. You've probably already heard the story by now, but it is uh, John Howe, all right? He's an international student at Michigan State, left paralyzed from the uh, tragedy that happened back in February. And back when that happened, I mean, John is a massive James Harden fan. And James Harden caught word of this. He FaceTimed him. He uh, gave him a a pair of game-used sneakers. I'm sure a few other items, which... Hard stop right there. If that's all that James Harden did, my God, how can he not be a fan of the guy? Like, took time out of his life to, you know, reach out to someone in dire need of just any form of support possible. And, you know, he also offered him tickets to a future game. And James Harden walks the walk, man. Not just talking the talk, but flew him out to Philly for the last two games of the playoff series. Uh, met with him before the game, met with him after the game, especially this last game on Sunday night where James Harden had the game-winning shot late in overtime, 42 points. And immediately after the game says, John Howe gave me good luck. He brought me good vibes. We won this game for him. So on top of mind, the entire game, this is not just some like, yeah, I'm just going to give the guy a call and give him some signed things, which again, I cannot overstate. That's still awesome to do, but like, man, he's going all out for uh, for the Spartan right here and uh, just trying to give him any semblance of uh, reason to smile here because it goes without saying an impossibly tough stretch for John Howe. But yeah, James Harden, uh, definitely, definitely a fan of his now. So uh, reaching out to our Spartan and John and just doing quite literally doing everything he can to try to bring happiness to him. So go get him, James Harden. I I was already rooting for Philly in this series beforehand, and it uh, just gave me even more reason to do so. So, James Harden, honorary Spartan. Uh, there we go. Uh, also, in NBA news, I, I'm sure you saw this. Uh, Matt Ishbia. Matt Ishbia could have died uh, on Sunday with uh, two-time MVP, not reigning MVP, but two-time MVP, uh, Nikola Jokic. That's right. Uh, giving a little forearm shove to Matt Ishbia. And Matt Ishbia... I gotta say, uh, yes, I know he's a national uh, title winner here at Michigan State back in 2000, but give this man an Oscar, give him an Emmy. That was a great flop that he had, and I, I think Jokic got called for a foul or so. I don't know, but yeah, so that was just another fun thing to happen uh, with Spartans in the NBA is Matt Ishbia, of course, the owner of the Phoenix Suns, really selling the flop there. Uh, so hey, you gotta do what you gotta do for your team, but yeah, there's plenty of uh, exciting action in the NBA. Uh, playoffs. Uh, the Lakers are up two to one against the Golden State Warriors. Obviously, if you're like me, a big Michigan State uh, slappy who loves Draymond Green, you're gonna root for any team that he's on. That's the Warriors. All right, yeah, we've rooted for him for a very long time. But hey, there's another Spartan on the Lakers, Max Christie. He actually got some run during Game Three, six minutes, six points on Saturday, in a kind of sorta ish blowout. So that oh, was good to see from him. And then Draymond Green. Just one point away from a triple-double during Game 2. Or it might have been one assist. Anyway, he was one stat away from a triple-double in Game 2. So there's your NBA Spartan update. And this was just a fun little nugget here um, out of the recruiting world for college basketball. Bronny James. That's right. LeBron James's son commits to USC. Uh, now, what that does for Michigan State... Not all that much. Uh, it, it is what you avoid, though. Uh, there was some hot talk that, yeah, Ohio State might be on that short list of teams that he could go to. Uh, I believe he visited Ohio State, actually. Uh, so, you know, there was thought that, okay, well, it could be Ohio State. No, so he's not going to be in our conference. He's out of the conference, at least. And there was hot talk back in the day, Godwin, 
uh, people felt good about Michigan basketball recruiting that, like, yeah, Juwan Howard could lure Bronny James there, but I, I don't know if Juwan Howard can lure anyone to that <laughs> program anymore. It's great. Oh, it, it's so awesome seeing out a downfall that you preyed on. Um, this is great. Anyway, uh, but no, so what this does for Michigan State recruiting rankings-wise for the 2023 class, because Bronny James was one of the last 2023 commits to pledge his commitment somewhere. Uh, Michigan State on rivals slides down to fifth uh, for the team rankings, which is still obviously an incredible uh, recruiting class coming in. That is the best in the Big Ten. And in front of Michigan State right now, number four, UConn, number three, USC, and then Kentucky and Duke as well. So that's how we're going to tie in the Bronny James news to Michigan State. He's not in the conference, but man, if Michigan State sees them in the tournament, oh, I don't think I would like that because... It ain't just Bronny James there. Uh, boy, howdy, G. Willikers, the number one player in the country, Isaiah Collier. Uh, that man can uh, hoop. He can play the basketball. Saw him at the McDonald's All-American game. Watch a few of uh, AAU circuit clips that he's in, and this guy is, uh, he plays like a junior in college. The real deal. So I would really not like to see a opening weekend matchup against USC. Uh, just like we did last year. So if we can just pump the brakes on that committee, thank you very much. That'd be great. Uh, let's get to some mailbag questions here. We got two to get through. One of them is from Sync Jewel, who always just delivers great questions. Uh, I've never gotten an email from Sync Jewel and uh, see the question. It's like, ah, I don't know if we're going to get to that. No, we always do. Sometimes it takes us some time because, man, it's been really busy here the last few weeks in East Lansing. But yes, we're going to get to this mailbag question. Thank you so much. At LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com, by the way. If you ever have a question, he says, Hey, Matt, great show and analysis as always. I actually pay him to say that, so thank you, Sink. Uh, you mentioned that Booker was rated based off his ceiling. I would like to think Carr aesthetically might have a higher ceiling. I feel like I'm missing something really obvious here, but what's the reason of Booker being significantly higher than Carr? Now, to offer some context, this has been a few weeks since we've talked about this, but yeah, uh... Booker, Xavier Booker, he is in the top 10 or top 15, wherever you look. And we always say, like, yes, that's a very high ranking for him. Like, I think it's going to be at least a year, I think two years, before we really start to see that ceiling and that ranking play out. I know a lot of times we see a kid ranked in the top 10, and you immediately think, like, oh, my God, he's going to score 17 points, 9 rebounds a game. Like, I really, really tamper expectations because this is a ranking based on his ceiling. All right? Now over here, right, you have Cohen Carr, who is an athletic freak. He just won another dunk contest uh, this weekend, actually. All, all this kid does is just win dunk contests. But he's rated anywhere from, like, 30th, I think, is his highest ranking on rivals. And then, see, the 24-7 or on three have him, like, in the 50s. Regardless, big variance in his ranking. But he is behind Booker, even though right now... Seems to be the more polished player. So why on earth is Cohen Carr rated behind Xavier Booker if we expect almost maybe even more out of Booker or at least as much from uh, Carr as you would with Booker? So why that ranking? Uh, first and foremost, I don't think you're missing something obvious here. Like, that is a fantastic question. And it's the now age-old debate in the recruiting world of, all right, do you rank based on who they are right now or do you rank them based on how great they will be in the future? And look, I, I mean, Cone Carr is an athletic freak. And let's say his ceiling is a 10, which, you know, this is the best way to describe it. I think his ceiling, let's call it a 10 right now. And Cone Carr is already at like that 8.5 or 9, I mean, for his ceiling. The only thing that he could really grow with is that jumper, but even that's made some pretty good strides. But right now, like, I, I don't think he can get more bouncy. 
you know, for example. Whereas, let's go over to Xavier Booker. Like, his ceiling, people are projecting that to be, like, a 12, right? And right now, he's maybe somewhere in that, like, 7, 8-ish area. But, like, if by the sophomore year, should he stay... I, that's that's why he gets the higher ranking, just because his ceiling is higher. Like, Cohen Carr, I, I, I actually don't think he has much more room to grow, and I think that's what a lot of recruiting experts are saying, too, with their rankings reflected like that. Whereas Booker, I mean, this is just a young pup, right? I mean, he is, it is a very lazy comparison to make because, oh, just a Sparty guy comparing another Sparty guy. But, like, it, it truly is shades of Jaron Jackson, right? Like, Jaron Jackson showed some pretty good things in his one year at Michigan State, but he also had plenty of ways to grow even after he left. And look what he is right now, you know, defensive player of the year in the NBA, a reliable outside shooter. Um, you know, everything that he was working on in that one year at Michigan State, so... That's uh, I, I hope that made sense, but yeah, it's it it is the the higher ceiling for Booker and the fact that he does have a way to go, whereas Cohen I I think he already almost is at that ceiling, which is a little lower than Xavier Booker. So that's 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 what I got for you there. I, I hope that made a little more sense. Uh, and we also got one other email too. This is from an unnamed listener, again locked on Spartans at gmail.com. Uh, they listened to our episode last Tuesday. It was well, we've been doing top five Tuesday. We did top reasons to be optimistic for Michigan State football. It wasn't top five because me and the chief of propaganda, we both had number one being Keon Coleman. And so we deleted that from the episode. Uh, so they reached out to us, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com, and said, hey, listen to your show. Uh, if you had to add one more reason for optimism to bring it up to five, what would it be? And, you know, I'm going to say topical with the times here. I, I think it is going to be a healthier quarterback battle. All right. I think it's going to be less distractions, actually, going into fall. Whereas, if it was a three-horse race, sure, it is just better to pick from three instead of just two. But what happens when you do make that selection, right? Like, are you seeing Kaden Hauser walk through that door, or rather walk out that door, to another school in the transfer portal? Is he going to be upset that not only is he not starting in his second year, which, like, fine, whatever, but is he going to be third in the pecking order, especially behind Noah Kim, who has years of eligibility left on his tab? Like, is he going to say, well, if I'm not starting this year, who's to even say I'm going to start next year if I'm the third guy? Whereas right now, at worst, all right, he's going to be that second guy on the depth chart. And this is very easily a quarterback battle that could work its way into the regular season, right? I mean, should Noah Kim be named the starter by the third week of August? Fine, that's great. That's awesome. But, like, yeah, there is a world where, okay, um, hey, we're going to actually switch on and off here some series against Central and then Richmond and see if anyone names themselves the starter for the Washington game. So, I think it is a quarterback battle, and again, I, I do like we have to choose between. I don't think the drop-off between Peyton Thorne and Noah Kim is going to be drastic. I don't think the drop-off between Peyton Thorne or Kaden Hauser is going to be drastic. Um, like, Noah Kim made some pretty good plays at that spring practice. Even last year, whenever he got in the game, fearless player, right? I mean, backup quarterbacks are supposed to be a little timid, uh, not just try to make the moment all theirs, but I, Noah Kim did it whenever his number was called. And again, you get a lot of good upside with Kaden Hauser too. We've talked about it up and down, strong arms, strong legs. He can run, bigger bodied guy. So yeah, if it is Kaden Hauser, I mean, I, I like it in the sense that, well, okay, at least we're building for the future here. If it's Noah Kim, like I, it's, it's not that 
big of a drop-off from Peyton Thorne, at least the Peyton Thorne that we saw last year, quite frankly. So, no, that's that's one reason of optimism, is that the, the quarterback battle, I think it's just healthy. Uh, I, I think it's in a it's, it's an okay spot. I don't think we're choosing between two guys that are bums. You know, it's like, oh, great, this is who we have to choose between. Because if they really felt that way, they would probably just go try to go swimming or fishing for another quarterback in this transfer portal window. And from everything I know, that's not even going to be on their radar. Now that I've said that out loud, they're probably signed TJ Finley tomorrow, but uh, you get the point. Uh, from from what I know, quarterback's not on the radar, and I think that there's a reason for that because they are comfortable with the two guys that they have. So there you have it. Again, lockonspartans at gmail.com. Gang, if you have any questions, comments, Concerns, I guess, if, if you're just worried uh, for some reason. LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com is the place to find me. Thank you so much, guys, for listening, for watching. Please rate, review, subscribe. Now go enjoy the rest of your week. Love you all. Go green.